0: This episode of Case of the Creeps is brought to you by BetterHelp.
1: If there's one thing people know about me, it's how much I advocate for the importance of mental health in this day and age. If your mind isn't right, how can you expect anything else to be? Am I right? I'm right. I know. But I also know how hard it can be to find the time to carve out to go to your therapist's office, sit in the lobby, wait for your appointment, and so on. And that's where BetterHelp comes in, you guys. BetterHelp is amazing. It is the world's largest therapy service and the best part, it's all online. That's right. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of concerns and issues. And you don't even have to leave your house or change out of your PJs. To get started, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions about your needs and preferences when it comes to therapy, and BetterHelp matches you with the perfect therapist and new best friend. And if for any reason you're not happy with that therapist, you can easily switch to a new one, no questions asked, or awkward breakup appointments at no additional charge. Once you find your perfect match, you can easily dial in and speak to them whenever convenient for you via text, chat, video call, or phone. You can message them at any time and schedule your live sessions to cater to your schedule and fit your needs. I mean, how much easier can it get? With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduled flexibility, and at a more affordable price. So why keep putting your mental health on hold when you can take control of it now and at your schedule? Plus, you can get 10% off your first month by using our code made just for you. So get those mentalities in a better place now by going to betterhelp.com forward slash thecreeps. That's betterhelp.com forward slash thecreeps. Hey, creepy crawlers. I'm Katie. And I'm Nate. And this is Case Case of the the Creeps. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Picture this. I don't want to.
0: All right, picture this. You go, you get up to the sorting hat. Mm-hmm. who <laughs> who's come come to the sorting hat it'll pick your house House. who's first
1: <laughs> Dumbledore sounds a little delirious
0: Alistair Crowley you are first to be So, what are you shitting in the He just scurries up front, doesn't even think about it twice. Just drops the drops, drawers? Drops trout and starts shitting into the sorting hat.
1: Oh my god. I can see it. I can see it. And just shock, horror on the sorting hat's face of like, oh! As it's
0: trying to talk, it's spitting poo out. Spitting poo. And meanwhile, Crowley's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's eating it. Ew! <laughs>
1: He's, no, he's eating he, one of the pastries while he's <laughs> <laughs> he eye contact with Hagrid while he's doing it. Would Magical Hag- creature, this bitch.
0: Would, would Hagrid? Would Hagrid even? <laughs> Why are you shitting into the sorting hat? This is unprecedented.
1: <laughs> Snape would just be oh. Slitherin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie would be unhinged in Hogwarts. They would kick <laughs> him out immediately. Immediately. He wouldn't even make it on the train. Maybe. He would He would because get to platform nine and three quarters and and be like, nah, because watch this.
0: Well, he was such a shit bag that he would have been like, he thought he was too good. And he would have tried to have got there himself and got very lost and killed several Sherpas <laughs> <laughs> along the way.
1: Sherpas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's, it's a bystander. <laughs> you would have fired oh several Albanian oh. <laughs> Sherpas
1: oh my god ah!
0: Ah! <laughs> 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 do you wish to go on a, a trip with <laughs> me where to, you might say? Well, <coughs> the wizarding world of Hogwarts! Hogwarts. <laughs> they're like, mm, they're all shoulders. They don't know the language.
1: <laughs> You'll meet Dumbleduke. I thought his name was Dumbledore. It'll be Duke when I'm <laughs> it's done. It's Dumbleduke. <laughs> Dumbleduke. Dumbleduke. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and welcome, creepy peeps, to uh, a very long-awaited episode of Case of the Creeps. I am Katie. I'm Papa Bear. Uh, <laughs> it is so good to be back. God, I was dying of the rickets, like, uh, uh, full-blown. Like
0: It's been a fucking...
1: It's been a hot minute.
0: Tremotuous. It's it's
1: tumultu- tumultuous?
0: Yeah, tumultuous. Is
1: that good? That's the word? That's I know mulch the- is in there. Turmoil, so turmoil, tumultuous.
0: You know what we're trying to say.
1: Yeah, it's been hard. It's
0: been very (laughs) hard.
1: hard. So, but we are back now, and it is the long-awaited episode of alistair Crowley for you guys,
0: Mr.
1: Crowley. But before we get started, (laughs) before we get started, Crowley or Crowley? Crowley, alistair Crowley. Ozzy said it. Yeah. So go by Ozzy. Ozzy knows this. I don't even know if
0: that's what it's about.
1: Yeah. Is that what the song was about? Mm hmm. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I could be bullshitting you. I don't know.
0: I'd have believed it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're going to run with it. <laughs> but before we get started, first off, I want to take a moment to shout out because I'm sure you guys have noticed it now already. Um, that we are officially sponsored. Fuck yeah. BetterHelp has given us the opportunity to sponsor us so that we can both raise awareness for mental health and also bring our podcast to new heights. So just shout out to that team. They have been absolutely amazing. So just very, very appreciative of this opportunity to you know, spread what we feel is very, very important and also again have the opportunity to be partnered with somebody so
0: hey shout out BetterHelp. help <clears throat> yes
1: so also patreons you guys are about to get loaded with a bunch of stuff so keep an eye out for that from episode editions um merch drops are coming we have some new stickers that are in the works We've got a lot of stuff coming up so um be on the lookout for that if you are not a Patreon member yet, please feel free to sign up with us at patreon.com forward slash case of the creed. Please help me. I hate my fucking job. Please. Please. The
0: tarot card said it. The tarot card. It's tarot. <laughs> arrow
1: cards the tarot cards
0: (laughs) cards while I fumbled drunkardly (laughs) to the cards
1: can we take a moment and just talk about that for a second because even though you were drunk at the same time you were like could you stop because this is scaring me a little bit like could you could you please stop I read Papa Bear's cards guys
0: it was a weird coincidence and I
1: called it was not I called you out on a lot of your bullshit and you didn't like it say it for what it is you know who me say it for what it is you know me say it no you're thinking it nope you lie i can see through the windows of your soul i have no soul the little fragment there (laughs) is screaming you right
0: black icy heart
1: (laughs) but i think that's really all the business that we have for right now guys so we are going to be jumping into our episode Forewarning, we are speaking about Alistair Crowley. I've had a couple people reach out and be like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know who you guys are about to record. He's
0: the wickedest man in the world.
1: So this episode is going to be kind of a overview of him and his life.
0: Not so much poop talk today.
1: We have decided that we are going to break this into three episodes. Yeah, we'll try. Um, if not, it'll be this one and the next one. So this one is just, again, we're going to cover through who he was, what transpired through his time here on this realm, and um, kind of go from there. So just kind of take everything as it comes, guys. It's it's condensed in this one, but the next one is going to be very, very detailed for you. So And then after... This episode, I think, is our big one that, or after part two of Alistair Crowley, is one of our big ones that is on the board that has a special guest. Oh. hmm oh, I'm
0: going to see him Saturday. Okay, so remind him. I will. That's coming up. So. I'll see him Saturday.
1: Okay. Um, but without further ado, it is time to to uh, pop this case on Mr. Crowley. Burn, burn, burn. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's see yeah. it. Because I'm thirsty, my...
1: <laughs> To the beast. Six, six, six. <laughs> God, that sounded like it hurt. God, the build up on that. Bruh,
0: is you okay? <laughs> when I tried to excitedly take a sip. <laughs> or a gulp in um, the beginning.
1: Also, you guys might hear a little bit of hooting and hollering in the background.
0: Um, we haven't got our creepy cave yet.
1: We haven't gotten the creepy cave yet. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But um, Creepy Husband and Creepy Kiddo have a arcade that they're playing in the next room over and very excited about it. So sorry in advance for that. But without further ado... <sighs> Um, tonight we are going to be talking about the beast 666 himself, Alistair Crowley. However, that isn't his true name. You don't
0: give yourself you don't get to give yourself names.
1: He didn't give himself that name, right, he did said he? His
0: mom gave him that yeah, name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, his birth name was actually Edward Alexander Crowley and he was born on October 12th of 1875. So we're going back in time, We baby. are. So he was known for being an English occultist, a philosopher, ceremonial magician, poet, painter, mountaineer, and novelist. He he
0: he's he's known for being like for bringing occultism out into, into the light. Into the into worlds, yeah, yeah, like out into the light and it, because he wrote several books on it, they weren't good. No. But he wrote several books on it.
1: No. He literally so he literally dabbled in a little bit of everything and he would later inherit the nickname of quote the wickedest man in the world. The one he gave himself. Yes. Crowley's father was a wealthy brewer's heir who converted to nonconformism. Or is it nonconformism?
0: Nonconformism? Mm
1: hmm. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, And he became a Plymouth Brethren evangelist.
0: He was. uh, When he went to that. Is when it was like fucking hardcore.
1: Now, on the other hand, the younger Crowley developed a dislike for Christianity quite early in life. It
0: was because of his fucking dad. His
1: parents were devout in their beliefs, but Crowley was not.
0: No, mother, I do not want to go to church. You cannot make me practice my wizardry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What if you? Oh, okay. Hear me out. So, you have a rosary, right? Okay. What if he melted down that rosary and then took a stick and wrapped the wax around the stick to make himself a wand? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. I don't think he got into (laughs) wizardry that early. You don't know his life? (laughs) I do know his life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, well he said wanted to look more into western esteris, which esotericism, which is as, yeah that word k which is the term that is used to <laughs> categorize a wide range i may not be a very smart man <laughs> I, but I, know, I know what esotericism I, is.
0: I know what language arts is
1: this is the term that is used to categorize a wide range of loosely related ideas and movements in Western society. And his involvement with this would lead to him later identifying himself as a prophet and founding the religion known as Thelema. Thelema. Which, which is, is it's practiced
0: today. There's a, it is. We
1: were just talking about Thelemites? that. Thelemites? Yes, Thelemites. Or yes. Theleminians. Minions? That's not right. Even after death, <laughs> I'm very confusing. I'm c- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm confusing. It
0: took me a minute to figure out. What, <laughs> it took me out. What, it took me a minute to figure out like what characterization, characterization I was going to use for him. Words
1: are hard tonight.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't sound like that at all.
1: No, what does he sound like? <clears throat>
0: I'll show you a video.
1: Okay. Um, now, Lama... is <laughs> <and> a dildo. <laughs> he looks like a dildo. He looks like a. He looks like a.
0: <laughs> he looks like an uglier Alfred Hitchcock. <gasps> he does! <laughs> oh my god! I'm Recovering the birds. Come with me. He sounds like he had beans for breakfast every day.
1: So sounds like he has bees in his mouth. <laughs> he looks like he has bees in his mouth. Uh, now, Philema is a Western grouping of ideas on social philosophy and occultism. The motto within this religion is, quote, do without wilt.
0: What's fucked up is, like, he meant that to its fullest. It's like, um, uh, you know, if you're... if uh, Say, like, you're going to... Help the the poor. Mm-hmm. It means help the poor. But It means if you're going to fucking go out there and kill homeless people <laughs> and eat them. That's what you're going to do. you're going to do it, do what you will. And there's no uh, end game. As where, to where, like, Anton LaVey, who wrote the Satanic Bible, he wrote, it's like, don't hurt other people. Don't... It, if you get into it, like, Anton LaVey was really not that bad of a guy. And the Satanic Bible wasn't really about... Like Satanism. Mm-hmm. He, it was about, it was about doing what you wanted within reason.
1: Yeah. So what I kind of gathered from this philosophy that he created with this religion was very much a, um. Do whatever the fuck you want. Live your life the way that you want to kind of essence. Without. Without any fucking cause or, or need to explain or any of that shit. Not I, Don't give a shit.
0: It was exactly that. It was. It was. It was exactly. Don't give a shit. Do you want to maybe kill children? Do what thou wilt. Do what thou wilt. Maybe <laughs> take it in the tukas.
1: I'm getting Winifred Sanderson vibes. <laughs> <laughs> they would have made the best couple. Oh you God. can't tell me that they wouldn't have made a great couple. He would have fallen immediately in love. Absolutely. He probably made her her book. Um, And as a prophet of this religion, Alistair was also given the task of guiding humanity into what he called the Eon of Horus Mm -hmm. in the early 20th century and completely believed he had spiritual superiority as well. And we'll get more into the religious side of this man later because there's so much to go through with him. Um, That's why we're going to be doing two parts so again on this one we're just kind of going through his life And on the next one we're going to run through his beliefs And the things that he did way more in depth For you guys
0: it, It's it, I, I know we're called Case of the Creeps mm-hmm. And we're based out of Serial killers and shit that's creepy But this guy was fucking it was creepy The shit that he believed and the shit that he did And some of the shit that Actually came to fruition uh, That he said was Going to and he had a wizard battle
1: I mean, it's, it's it, creepy cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's creepy cool. It's actually a part <coughs> of history. Like I said, it's he is pretty much known as the godfather of occultism, which it, it here in the future we'll get into occultism, uh, uh, like the uh, anthill children or the anthill yeah. kids.
1: I think it'd be cool to do a whole episode on occultism. Because they,
0: those fuckers, they, like the real occultists, they are fucked up up do you know that there's
1: still cults and stuff in savannah there's cults everywhere oh my god now um his mother was the one who gave Aleister crowley the nickname of quote the great beast and the unholy monster of the apocalypse
0: okay so we also need to understand that up until a certain point alistair crowley's life Mm -hmm. is dictated Verbally by himself, Heard, Like hearsay essentially. It, no, it's a lot of it's by himself. It's shit that he said. <laughs> it's 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 hearsay via him. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, written, and it wasn't well documented. It's. Up to a certain point to where he got into like the golden dawn.
1: And he was a huge narcissist as well. And yes. he just loved to fucking pump that ego so much. I am
0: the greatest wizard, the weakest man in the world. Dumbledookey. Dumbledookey. I have some dookie on my face. I'll make blood cakes.
1: <laughs> Disgusting.
0: We'll get to that too.
1: I uh, can't wait. Now, his mother gave him these nicknames because of his spiritual beliefs and how aggressive he was with them from a young age. Mother! Mother! Do you...
0: Do you... Do not want to hear, see my new Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe in your Jesus Christ.
1: Christ on a cracker. Horse will
0: come and smite thee, mother.
1: Um, <laughs> you never heard that before. <laughs> Uh, I'll show you. I'll show you. Uh, When his father died, he got even more hostile towards the thought of Christianity to the point of having to go into the care of his violent uncle, Tom Bond Bishop. And Mm. everyone was hoping that uncle could pretty much beat the Jesus into Al. Now, I think it's safe to say that when things come to Mr. Crowley, nothing is off the books for him. He is the epitome of sex, drugs and rock and roll. There was literally nothing that he would not. No, he was 100% going (laughs) balls to the wall in all things in life from rebelling Christian belief to sex life. Um, So much so that at the age of 14, Al lost his virginity to the house maid on his parents bed and continued until they were walked in on one fateful day. Now, fun fact, I don't know if you remember this from the first time that we Mm -hmm. recorded, uh, The maid was dismissed from work when caught, and she actually ended up becoming one of Jack the Ripper's victims, which is fucking mind-blowing to me. You
0: know what's funny is he even, he lied his way out of that too, so he wouldn't get into trouble. Uh, So instead of saying that he was fucking the maid, he said he was down at the tobaccoist shut up he was essentially he was like I was at the smoke shop
1: (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't me it wasn't me I was down there buying bongs
0: (laughs) it couldn't have been me look at me look at me I just want to have a good time (laughs) I would never sleep with the maid
1: not me (laughs) not (laughs) me not me Then Al, he ended up going to college for a short time as well. You call
0: me by my rightful name.
1: Alistair. Yes, Alistair. Yes. Yes. Uh, He
0: attended... (laughs) 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 got you with that one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. oh, <shit. laughs> Fuck. Uh, he attended the trinity college um which is part of the university of cambridge <coughs> and this is where he adapted his name of alistair and got a good reputation alistair
0: <laughs> alistair you, do you think, you think, think he, changed, he it changed it up just to be an asshole? It's no longer an asshole. And then <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just to confuse people. Edward. No. No. It's Alistair. It's Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he really talked like this, I'm done. <laughs> he did. Oh. oh. Now, uh, while, he was, <laughs> while he was at school, he got a really good reputation um, and skills in chess. And this would also be where he became very obsessed with writing poetry and mountaineering. And the rumor of him being part of a British intelligence ring and was a spy started to circle started to circle around too during his time in uh, college. Then in 1980, or I'm sorry, in 1998, he left the university without a degree growing bored of the schedule, and taking his inheritance to travel freely. He also wrote and published his first work of poetry that year and started the trail of books to follow later on in his life as well.
0: None of which were good at <laughs> oh, all. That was
1: so bad. Uh, this, was a big, <coughs> this was a big year for Alistair, too. He joined the esoteric hermetic order of the Golden Dawn, and this is where he was trained in ceremonial magic by Samuel Liddell McGregor Mathers, who was a big time occultist, and also Alan Bennett, who was even a bigger Buddhist. He studied both Hindu and Buddhism that year, and then went mountaineering with his debut of his rock climbing stint in the Alps.
0: And he was a fucking okay. Don't get me wrong. Have you
1: seen the pictures of when he went? He's a
0: huge piece of shit, but he was a he was a great mountaineer.
1: First attempt at mountaineering was to conquer K two. Yeah,
0: or K two. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he did it. He did it in his first try, and like so don't get me wrong, he was very good at mountaineering.
1: Well, and we're going to get into it here just a little bit. So in 1902, he teamed up with this renowned mountaineer, Oscar Ekenstein, uh, to attempt to conquer K2, which is the world's second highest mountain. Now, circling back to Papa Bear saying that he was a badass when it came to mountaineering, on this journey, his very first journey... Crowley was afflicted with influenza, malaria, and snow blindness, and other expedition members were also struck with please, illness. Please, help
0: me. I c- can't see if it, it be the will of God.
1: <laughs> Horace! Horace! Uh, while they couldn't scale through to the mountain peak, the crowley Eckenstein pair could climb up to around 22,000 feet setting a record that would remain unbroken for another 40 years. I was going to say it,
0: it was around, uh, I was going to say 35 to 40 years that it was unbroken. And that's, for the time, that was fucking really good. And especially for somebody of, like him, who's a huge narcissist. Uh, oh, yes.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, mm. Mm. Then in Sherpas,
0: na- bring me my grace. Sherpas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what sherpas do.
1: That's probably what they're doing on the side of a mountain. They probably look
0: real confused all the time at him. Oh, I shit. bet he was Come in here to join me in my loincloth.
1: Loincloth. <laughs> I am Tarzan. Put up my
0: tent, for I need the company <coughs> of nude men <laughs> to write my poetry.
1: I need inspiration. Let's sit on thine couch. Let me draw you.
0: I'm a power bottom.
1: <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That's the title. I'm a power bottom. Uh, so, after having arrived in Paris in November of 1902, the same year that he climbed K2, he socialized with his friend, uh, the painter Gerald Kelly. And through him became a fixture of the Parisian art scene.
0: Parisian.
1: Mm-hmm. In August... I did
0: it all. He was like <clears> the <throat> Trump of his time.
1: He or really was. Um, now in August...
0: Yes. <clears throat>
1: um, now, I believe it was uh, no, later on in November, early December, Crowley wed Gerald Cal- Kelly's sister, <clears throat> Rose Edith Kelly in a, quote, marriage of convenience to prevent her from entering an arranged marriage. The marriage appalled the Kelly family and damaged his friendship with Gerald. Heading on to the honeymoon, uh, heading on a honeymoon to Paris, Cairo, and then Cylon, Crowley fell in love with Rose and worked to prove his affections.
0: Say, and once again, we're <clears throat> in between... Ooh,
1: paraphrasing. We're yeah, really paraphrasing in between, on
0: this one. in between the mountain climbing... And here, mm-hmm. there is...
1: A lot he, that There's
0: there a fuck ton that happened. Because he didn't just go... there. It wasn't boring. No. It was... He had his first gay experience. Mm-hmm. He fucking... He had a wizard duel. Mm-hmm.
1: He fucking... A he, lot happened in the time that he, he got wrote, off the mountain and got to Paris. He wrote
0: terrible books of poetry. A lot. He fucking...
1: <laughs> now, while in Cairo on Honeymoon... Alistair claims to have reported mystical experiences and wrote uh quote The Book of the Law, which is a prose poem, which he claims to have been dictated to uh which he claimed had been dictated to him by a discarnate being called Awas. I-was. Iwas
0: It's Awas or Iwas. mm mm-hmm. A-I-W-A-S-S.
1: Awas. So Iwas. Because <clears> this
0: <throat> is this is honestly like territory of like part three. Of how in depth this fucking lunatic's life was. Absolutely. Because this ha- at this time he had like he was he was full practitioner of magic and fucking he could uh what is it called um he could astral project at this time yes. and he, could, he, he yes oh, you're hearing yeah, me right I could you. project my body to other beings. Yes. I, uh, mm, mind <laughs> sex.
1: <laughs> what if he's the original sleep demon?
0: Oh, God. Just.
1: That's a scary thought. He's the shadow man.
0: He's just in there sniffing your no. panties. No!
1: No. Now, in this, he formulated his most famous teaching Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, declaring that his and his followers should seek to align themselves with the true will through the pa- practice of magic with a K. He spelt it M A G I C K. He was such a
0: piece of shit. Narcissist, and he's like, I'm gonna change the whole language. Now, it's no longer spelled IC. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fucking, we're gonna take out the G as well. <laughs> <And> J <laughs> Uh, now in
1: 1905, Crowley headed to on the expedition to the Himalayas to climb Kanchenjunga. Yeah, what? yeah, Kanchenjunga. Uh, the mount- God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I sneezed without sneezing. I'm
0: proud of you haven't sneezed yet. I
1: know. I'm doing good. I'm You're going to curse me though. Uh, the mountaineering expedition was nothing short of a disaster. I'll with- show you a fucking curse, all right? Okay. I'll show you a curse. Uh, it was sh- nothing <laughs> short- It was nothing short of a disaster <laughs> with four lives lost. <laughs> the expedition team consisted of Swiss climber Jules Germode. Uh, who put together the unit, three European climbers, and three uh, Kashmiri porters.
0: Mm -hmm. There was also the manager of the hotel he was staying at.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So he...
1: (laughs) He brought his manager of the hotel with him on an expedition? So it was
0: a huge expedition, and it was a very, very dangerous time that they were climbing, because this mountain's also known for a lot of avalanches. Uh Uh-huh. So... He owed the hotel an exorbitant amount of money because he goes through a lot of money. Well, you think because he got this man lived
1: an extravagant lifestyle.
0: He got inheritances twice in his lifetime, oh. and he blew through both of them. <sighs> so, or, uh, two or three times. So, this was his second inheritance, and he had he had racked up such a large bill at the hotel. He told like the manager or the owner, he's like, look, he's like you perhaps would like to come climb the mountain with us he's like I'll <coughs> trade you all of the the mini bar he, how I owe you all that money he's like you can come climb the mountain with me and all my sherpas
1: like, like ah! he
0: and he was so cocky he, he went from uh, what the original guy's plan was his uh, his expedition like his route that would li- have led them away from multiple avalanches. And he changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And all of them were like, fuck you. And they got to a certain point and he threw a hissy fit. Yeah, he had I a like, falling out with them. Yeah, he threw a hissy fit and was like, I'm not going. You can't make me. He's like, you guys want to listen to me? You. Frederico. <laughs> Cause uh, the the guy, the the hotel manager was like Italian or something. <laughs> he was like, I want to stay to make it a pizza. He's like, no, you're gonna come with me, and you're gonna make it a pizza. Oh so, my
1: god! So I have
0: the cheese. I've got all the cheese. You have the sauce. I've got Have <laughs> I've never heard of Fermunda.
1: You're going <laughs> to.
0: But he he wound up <laughs> <coughs> he, he wound up going and like pitching a tent, and he like let hope the, he pitched a tent. Oh, all I'm right, I'm going to pitch a tent with you, Fernando. <laughs> but Uh he let them go and uh Uh, I believe it was an avalanche happened and several people died. Yes. And one came back and he was like, no, I'm not going. Because they're like, please help. he's like, no.
1: Yes. So um, he called these climbers who were telling him to go a different way. That he thought they were inexperienced and reckless. Mm -hmm. And the other climbers in turn didn't fancy his leadership style.
0: (laughs) Because he was completely wrong. They
1: thought he was overbearing and overly cautious. So the group of five eventually splintered. The three climbers and porters chose to evacuate despite Crowley's warnings that an avalanche was coming. And he did
0: say, he did tell them, he's like, if you go, you're all going to die. Yeah, he did. And they died.
1: They did. And they fucking died. Well, here's the thing. During the descent, the climbers triggered that avalanche that claimed the lives of all three porters and one European. So I'm sorry, there's uh, four of them. But
0: the European, I don't think it was the,
1: the the European was probably the hotel manager. I don't think it was a hotel. I don't think he died. Okay. Okay. Well, amid all of the avalanche mayhem, the Climber and Porter trio shouted for help, maybe hoping that Crowley would come to their rescue. And Crowley allegedly ignored the calls. He just (laughs) walked right by them. No,
0: I'm going to stay in my tent Mm. and smoke opium.
1: Now, again, guys, this is just an overview on this guy. You could tell it's very unhinged because we're coming back from our our little hiatus that we were on. Um, So we just want you guys to make sure you're getting the gist of this man. And then next week, again, we're going to be diving into the chaos of Mr. Crowley, (sighs) But for now, we're just familiarizing ourselves with us, uh, familiarizing us and you with him and getting some major facts like the bullet points for next week, essentially. Uh, After the unsuccessful 1905 expedition and a visit to India and China, Crowley returned to Britain, where he attracted attention as a prolific author of poetry, novels, and occult literature.
0: And it's funny, he's like, he...
1: His books did not sell no, they didn't. He but was, he was so fucking proud of them. He was, so he was proud, beyond proud of he them. He sold like fucking ten <clears throat> copies. <laughs> now, in 1907, he and George Cecil Jones co-founded the esoteric order, the AA, though which they propagated through which they propagated Thalema. After spending time in Algeria in 1912, he was initiated into another esoteric order the German-based Ordo Templi Orentis, or the Otto. Rising to become the leader of this British branch, which he reformulated in accordance with his Thelemite beliefs, through the Otto, Otto, Thelemite groups were established in Britain, Australia, and North America. He developed a system of magical practices incorporating elements of mysticism, astrology, and Kabbalah, Um. His works have influenced many groups, including the Church of Satan, the Temple of Set, and the Typhonian Order. Some of well some of the well-known comrades of his that were part of these groups were poet William Butler Yeats, an author Bram Stoker, and creator of Sherlock <laughs> Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle.
0: Yeah, Bram Stoker was a huge, uh, not an occultist, but he was a part of that whole... Uh, society.
1: Now, this is the whimsical <clears throat> alchemy philosophy-filled side of Alistair, not the sex, sex magic side. Alistair Crowley practiced sex magic, a ritual involving physical, mental, and spiritual practices believed to enhance the empower- of one's sexual experience magically. So him, astral projecting. Can
0: you imagine him sitting across from somebody? He's
1: like... <laughs> Orgasm. <laughs> I, wish he right <laughs> <remote
0: guy. laughs> I wish you guys could see me right now. He's was the pocket remote guy. I wish you guys could see me
1: right
0: Come. <laughs> You're coming, aren't you?
1: No, sex magic was a significant component of thelemic rites. It was meant to be transformational and illuminating. Mm-hmm. But for Crowley and his adepts, uh, even bodily secretions played a role in spiritual transformation and enlightenment.
0: You're talking about cum.
1: For instance, (laughs) participants in the Mass of the Phoenix had to eat a cake of light, which... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They weren't supposed to eat it. It But they did. Cakes of light's for those of you who don't know please don't need the hand soap were Crowley's variation of Catholic wafers that you would receive during communion Mm -hmm. but they were made of male semen Mm -hmm. or menstrual blood from a woman Mm.
0: what have we made of them both
1: quit eating the decorations it's it's not a macaroni necklace he's so sad (laughs) Crowley? Actually,
0: continue to eat the decorations.
1: <coughs> I'll astral project while you do. Guess who's coming? It is. <laughs> Guess which one? It's it the came dogs. From. <laughs> now Crowley believed you that can really taste
0: the menstruation.
1: <laughs> taste the men. <laughs> Stration.
0: This is fucking unhinged.
1: Now Crowley believed that sex was a powerful tool for spiritual sublimation and that it could be used to access higher realms of consciousness. He developed several rituals to this end, including the Star Ruby (laughs) and the Ceremony of the Nine Angels, which both involved sexual energy and visualization. Um, Now, both of these rituals involve sexual energy and visualization. Crowley also wrote extensively about the power of sex in his works, such as the book of lies and magic in theory and practice
0: so many terrible books though. he
1: did crowley's conviction uh, in is the efficacy one day we're
0: gonna have a library filled with all these terrible books
1: oh it's gonna be the best thing in the world yeah it'll it's gonna be, be in the, the creepy cave. cave yep now crowley's conviction in the efficacy of his magic served as a compass for his interpersonal interactions throughout his life he had a lot of passionate intense relationship with both men and women. A classic case of prove it by the life you live. Uh, after the war...
0: He was into the butt
1: stuff. He was, very much so. And he was... <clears throat> I feel like he teetered more on the, on the uh, men relationship side because of how infatuated he was with the male body mm-hmm. versus his wife.
0: That, and I think it was easier. That, and it was illegal at the time, so he was like, I'm breaking the law. Yeah, so he
1: got high off He's that like, episode. I am
0: Rob Halford.
1: Now, after Cupping the, war, the balls.
0: Cupping the balls.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You know uh, I said breaking the law?
1: I know. Breaking I, the law. I sang breaking the law <laughs> in my head as you were fucking saying it. <laughs> after the war. He moved to Cefalù on the Italian island. bless of, you. <laughs> uh, on the Italian island of Sicily, where he converted a house into a sanctuary that he called the Abbey of Thalema, Crowley founded the Thalamic community known as the Abbey of Thalema in Sicily on April in April of 1920. The earliest members of this religion commune were his two lovers at the time, Ninette Shimwe and Leah Herzig and their three children, one of whom was his. Now in the Abbey of Thelema, everyone lived according to the Thelematic teachings. Kids were free to run and play around and, I'm sorry, kids were free to run around and play unrestrainedly all day. Adults commune with the unseen, performing rituals, masses, and magic as their self-will dictated. Raoul Loveday, and his wife, Betty May, were amongst the first set of Thalema adepts who entered the commune. Although Loveday enjoyed living in a commune, his wife was never happy there. Now, after her husband died in 1923...
0: Well, yeah, she had like, watch his, like... She had to sit there and, like, watch she fucking She watched Carly a lot like, of shit going on. Like, just fucking tag-team him from the back.
1: I mean, his his la- her husband's last name was Loveday. After her husband died in 1923... Loveday's wife returned to England and reported on many demeaning and weird things that she had witnessed during her stay at the Abbey, such as how they were forced to drink cat blood on multiple occasions. You had to get close to the pussy, huh? <laughs> no.
0: It's just like a butthole, but furry. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> it's a furry starfish. Uh, she also claimed that the Abbey of Dilemma enforced a regulation that forced members to mutilate themselves whenever they used a pronoun I to promote the spirit of collectiveness.
0: Holy fucking pro- It's they, them!
1: It's, yes, it was. Uh, Crowley, of course... Debunked, we are one! Crowley, of course, debunked most of her claims, reiterating that they were mostly lying, or lies. The Italian authorities expelled Crowley and his cohort after the British press covered this scandalous commune. Coming to his finals days... Crow- you know,
0: granted, they probably would have let it go had it not for all, been all the fucking male-on-male... BH sex.
1: Oh, absolutely. They would have let it slide. Oh, yeah. They would like... It's, uh, it's Italy. You a shut <coughs> your fucking mouth, you oh, stupid bitch. <laughs> e- eat, <of> the <laughs> e- you eat the sauce. Eat the sauce. What kind of meatballs do you make? Of? Come his final days, Crowley was in a very sorry state. Brad. He was... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> he was in so much pain that he needed morphine shots every day to function.
0: Or was it that he was just a junkie?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. According to recounted tales, Crowley's doctor refused to write him a new prescription because he suspected him suspected him of misusing the drug.
0: If you do not write me another prescription. I swear I, upon is, you. I
1: think this is one of my favorite facts about I Crowley. swear upon
0: the god horse that I will shrink your balls into your asshole. <laughs> so
1: after the doctor denied Crowley a renewal of his prescription, Crowley then allegedly cursed him with his magic, with a K, Told you. in his wrath. With
0: a K. The...
1: Considering that the poor doctor passed away just 24 hours after Crowley supposedly cursed him, it's hard to deny that he was not a powerful being.
0: This motherfucker... It's just
1: <laughs> this fucking
0: piece of shit He's just like These fucking uh, cur- <laughs> These coincidences that are happening The mountain climbing And the fucking cursing of his doctor
1: Like they all just promote him so much
0: so- <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> Fucking using his mind powers
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like one vein popped his head see, I'm hearing Jeez. the
1: rays from Marvin the Martian's gun <laughs> what I'm hearing, God. Now, Crowley died in poverty and obscurity in an English rooming house in 1947, but after his death he became a figure of fascination in popular culture. The Beatles put his picture on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album cover. Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page purchased a house previously owned by Crowley near Loch Ness in Scotland. And while his ending was anticlimactic compared to the life he led when he was alive, his demise marked the end of an era in Western occultism in which he is remembered as one of the greatest. And that is our little overview on the Beast 666 himself. But that is our little brief overview of this crazy ass fucking man. Now, within those bullet points that we've given you guys tonight, the amount of information that we are about to unload on you guys on next week's episode is it's, in, staggering. it's a, a lot. So everybody just needs to kind of prepare yourself. It's probably going to be one of our longest episodes. Um, we'll see just how long we go. And if need be, we'll chop it down into a part three for you. But this man, I cannot emphasize enough how intense this man was so everyone just kind of be prepared of for prepare for it.
0: Man on man love. Yes. Be prepared for poop eating. Mm-hmm. I don't think that gets into like the, maybe the second or third if we go into a third. If we go into a third, I mean um, it's in there.
1: It's definitely in there, but it didn't become more of a sure. prominent thing until he, he had the sure Abbey. So yes. Um, be and prepared. he liked it. He did. Be prepared for a lot of uh, cult occultism talk. There's going to be a lot of that. So there's a lot of different variations for you guys to um, prepare yourselves for, (laughs) so just be ready.
0: Like we said, it's not a huge, like, creepy thing. It's just this guy's life was fucking wildly intense.
1: Not only that, but we don't want to copy all the other podcasts that are out there doing quote-unquote just true crime. We want to bring more to the table for you guys, and just because killers and ghosts and paranormal all that stuff while it is creepy yeah all
0: you middle-aged
1: women <laughs> i feel attacked um, you're, not, you're barely middle-aged 30
0: i'll be 35 next month you're
1: so old
0: I'll be 35 oh oh i'm almost dead
1: no no
0: if i have anything to say about oh my god it.
1: <laughs> i'm the master of my own fate jesus christ um but
0: (laughs) betterhelp.com
1: i was gonna plug it but i thought no just skip it (laughs) but um we have a lot coming to you guys so make sure that you're following us on all of our platforms we have gotten a couple new followers so shout out to you guys we appreciate you for sticking with us i remember we met that fucking family at yes game? so we actually let's touch on that for a second so we went to a baseball game here in in our our hometown and uh um, because i can talk to a tree and be happy i had a stranger come up to us and start talking to us and i became friends with them by the end of the night um and they had <laughs> one of their daughters was sitting there next to us and somehow i don't know how it transpired but we got on the subject of true crime and i had brought up oh yeah i run a podcast i'm very i'm very well versed in true crime and stuff And the girl looked at me and went, what's the name of your podcast? I said, it's Case of the Creeps. And her whole face just like drained of color. And she went, are you Katie? And I went, yeah. And she went, is Papa Bear here? And I'm like, yes, my (laughs) cousin has been behind us this whole time. She's like, what? And I turned around like, hey, I think she listens to our podcast. She goes, I listen to you guys every single week. So shout out to you guys. You know who you are. We really appreciate that. That was really fucking cool. So Lets us know that we're we're getting out there and people are I, are listening.
0: I'm sorry, child. <laughs>
1: so, I know. I turned to her mom and went, "I am really sorry. <laughs> like,
0: I have said some choice things." <laughs>
1: <clears throat> and she seemed completely cool with it, too. So, um, thanks to all of you, new followers. Make sure that you are following us on all of our social media, which is Facebook, which is Case of the Creeps. Um, Join our private Uh, Facebook group, which is COTC. I'm so
0: terrible at keeping up with it.
1: Uh, You are. I have to remind you. I know. Um, But I haven't been good either because I've been fucking dying. We need a moderator. Yeah. We're hiring. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pay you in snacks. (laughs) I'll
0: I'll pay you in drunken... Twisted tea. I'll pay you in drunken good times.
1: Um, So make sure you're following us on Facebook, which is Case of the Creeps. Join our Facebook group, which is COTC Group. Find the password, agree to the rules, and join our creepy side, Follow us on Instagram, which is at Case of the Creeps podcast. Um, If you have any episode requests, fan art, um, ghost stories, spooky stories, creepy stories, anything that has happened to you, a friend in your hometown, we don't care. Uh, send it in to creeps at gmail.com. If you have a chili recipe that you want to share with us, send Fuck, it in to us. Fuck, we haven't done a chili crawler. We crawlers. haven't done a chili crawlers in so fucking long. You know what we long. should do
0: is we should watch The Bride of Frankenstein and do Ooh. a chili crawlers. I'm
1: down. Well, I'm not going to be here this weekend, though.
0: That's fine. But we will not do, do, do it this weekend, but we'll we will do should. it next weekend. Because we watched Frankenstein.
1: <clears throat> yes, and it was really good, and I liked it And a lot. Bride
0: of Frankenstein's like, my second fucking favorite one.
1: We'll do that one. Um... So then also join our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash I get a the, tattoo. the creeps. You want to get a tattoo of what? Brad Frankenstein? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool.
0: I'm going to get it on my hand.
1: On your hand? You've already got tattoos on your hand. Oh, you do have blank. Elsa himself. Lancaster.
0: What's up? Okay. Yeah, I know her name.
1: All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I think that is all of our plugs. I yes. want. To,
0: I want to get a fucking COTC group. Or not group
1: the hell our sticker our first sticker that's what no, i want to get i want the fucking case you want the case i want the case i'm very proud of our fan of our of our cover art because i made that i want our case i'm very proud of that so um make sure fire. that you guys are following us on all got, of those i'll find a spot you've got to find a spot
0: one day i'm gonna show up on my habit and be like oh, you piece of shit
1: i'm gonna be really upset if you go without me mm-hmm. i'd be really upset
0: you know i'm spontaneous i'll get a freaking fuck here <laughs>
1: you're walking around in west virginia with this big giant front hat and everyone's like you're not from here are you <laughs> um but other than that i think that's all that we have for right now for you guys we hope you enjoyed this episode and as always we hope you creeps keep it creepy i'm katie i'm i'll say it right i'm nate what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love us. <laughs> I love us. I swear to God. Chris, high five. Yes. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>